Hey, hey, welcome to the Unchained Sex Cast. I'm Sierra Booker, sex and intimacy coach and sex enthusiast. I'm about to make your life a lot spicier. I help people find their truths and live their desires shame free. My goal is to break the generational and cultural shame around sexuality and sex, all while helping make your sexual experiences with yourself, partner, significant other in your life, everything that you desire. I am full of resources and I am extremely straight to the point. So if you are ready for the unsugarcoated talks, I'll be covering everything under the birds and the bees, aka sex. Welcome to the Unchained Sex Cast. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Unchained Sex Cast. We are in for a fun one today because I'm going to talk about the bad sex advice I've fucking heard over the past 10 years of being in the sexual wellness industry. Um, Nine years to be exact, okay? So I started in 2015, for those of you who didn't know. Um, When I actually started my business, the day that I signed the contract with my company was actually June 9th, um, 69 day. <laughs> oh, I didn't know until years later. And I actually looked back and was like, guys, I started my fucking sexual wellness business on 69 day. Like how fucking epic is that? Um, it was meant to be, it was meant to fucking be, but man, I have heard some bad fucking sex advice. You know, I'm always dishing out the good shit, giving you the juicy details and all the good sex tips and kink tips like that your little fucking heart can handle because I like to go through every little single little detail. But let me talk about our bad sex advice. Our bad sex advice that I've heard or have literally listened to people tell me like, girls, someone told me to la 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 and usually it's my cousin or my friend la 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 Oh my gosh. Like, I'm just going to point out a few of my most memorable ones and then I feel like I'm hoping that'll like trigger my memory to just unlocking that whole slope of fucking bad advice like that whole slope of filing cabinets in my brain of shit that I've heard. So first off, let's fucking kill the myth again that different sex positions will determine the gender of your baby. (laughs) Oh my gosh. How many times I've heard this that people actually believed um, that different sex positions could determine the gender of your sex. And I want you to know that In semen, there is X chromosomes and there is Y chromosomes, and that is what determines the gender of your sex. So spray the fuck away. You never know what's going to fucking pop through the fastest. Um, That does not determine the sex or the gender of your child. (laughs) Oh, God. Coconut oil, mayonnaise, fucking canola oil, butter for lube. Holy fuck. How many people out there right fucking now that are using some crafty shit they found in the fucking kitchen as lube in their fucking vagina and around their vulva? What? Disgusting. Like, first off, anything food-based is going to attract bacteria, probably going to end up with an infection. And it's also going to throw off the pH of your vagina as well, which is super fucking acidic. So anything that you put in there that's not pH balanced it's going to throw it off. And again, risk for infection. Um, 
Also, like how many times I've done a few episodes on talking about sex that sent me to the ER and like things weird, weird things in healthcare that have been seen that happened sex wise. Like how many things got shoved up people's butts that came in like and they're like, oh, I fell in the shower. No, you didn't. You put that up your ass. Like stop lying. We know what you did. At this point, whenever I talk to people and they tell me things that their friend used as lube, I'm like, unless it was an emergency, like we got to fuck right now because I've been in those desperate situations where it's like, yeah, we're just going to use whatever we got. Um, Unless it's something like that, it's 2024. Buy the fucking lubricant. Like, you go to the store and buy everything else that you need. Buy the fucking lube. Like, there's no difference. Sexual health products are actually considered health products. And things like lubricant can actually even be usually purchased with, like, a home with, like, a health savings account card um, because they're considered health products. You need them. <laughs> lubricant y'all like water-based lube it will change a fucking life let me just say please stop thinking that using mayonnaise or coconut oil is a really popular one I've even heard a lot of people in the sexual wellness industry who talk about coconut oil and I will say I feel like it definitely comes down to a matter of opinion it works for some people if it works for you fantastic for me, the risk of trying something to fuck up my vagina is not worth it. <laughs> I'm just going to say I am very, very particular at what goes in and around my vulva. And you know what? I'm going to stick with the lube. I'm all about being holistic as well. Um, but I've also been a very sensitive person my whole life. Um, I grew up, I could get like a UTI or yeast infection at the drop of the hat, no matter what I did. And a lot of it came to wearing tight fitting underwear and using soaps with fragrances and stuff in them. Like I remember I used a Victoria's Secret soup. I was super excited. It was on clearance. I was like, oh my God, it smells so good. It was one of their shower gels. I didn't even actually wash my vulva with this soap, but I washed my body with it twice. I used it two times and I had the worst fucking infection ever because of the soap with the fragrance in it. You know, all that shit out there is not meant for our bodies. And I'm a big, big pusher on using more holistic methods and definitely educating people on how to wash their vulvas correctly because a lot of us just were never fucking shown. Some of the worst sex advice I have fucking heard is what people say they can put in their fucking vaginas. <laughs> so, um, I also want to recognize a lot of people have the kink. I cannot think of it on the top of my fucking head right now. Um, but it's the kink of like wanting to include like non-sexual items in sex. So like, um, using like a ruler for a spanking tool or using like the oven mitt for a spanking tool, you know, something like things like that, that are non-sexual items. So, and if, that's a very light, little gentle, a little gentle version of this kink. Um, because the other option is whenever we get to people who, this is where we get to the people who use vegetables to, instead of dildos. And I am not kink shaming by any means at all. Like if a fucking squash turns you on, go after it, sis. But just note that you should be using at least condoms over your fucking carrots and vegetables that you're exchanging for dildos. And if you are not buying sex toys because you have shame around wanting to use them, then come talk to me. Um, or if you know somebody who is this? Like, I feel like this is always the friend that like tells on their friend where they're like, oh my gosh, I have a friend. She's so embarrassed about buying sex toys. Girl, 
I've been doing this for so long. There is nothing shameful about wanting to use tools in the bedroom that help enhance your pleasure. There is nothing fucking shameful about that. We should be normalizing sex toys. And I feel like for the most part, I do feel like we are moving forward with normalizing sexual health products. I mean, literally Walmart now will sell lingerie in the Valentine's section. Um, there's edible underwear, even edible fucking underwear in Walmart in the Valentine section. Like, Hey, let me get my kids toys. And then, um, oh, also let me pick up that fucking candy panties. Like what? That is fucking crazy. Um, probably would not recommend going to be Walmart quality. So not that great. Damn. I have heard some bad sex advice. Oh, the other one that just like ate away at my soul. Oh my gosh. All of the fucking things that I have heard people clean their sex toys with. (laughs) First off, whatever you put on your sex toy, you are essentially putting in your body. If it's a fucking dildo or something that's inserted vaginally, whatever you clean that with is going to have something left behind that will then go into your body again. So... I always say this is how you can tell if you should clean your sex toys with it or not. Would you put Dawn dish soap in your vagina? Yes or no. Would you put a Norwex cloth in your vagina? Yes or no. Would you put your vagina in the dishwasher? (laughs) Yes or no. (laughs) Yes, real life. Um, Would you put a Lysol disinfectant wipe in your vagina? Yes or no. No, 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 fuck, no, fuck, no, holy shit. If you're going to invest in good quality sexual health products, good quality fucking vibrators and tools, it is so important to know how to care for them. And maybe you just haven't been educated, but look that shit up. (laughs) Maybe you just haven't been educated or maybe you bought them from sites who never really talked about that and maybe you just didn't really know. Um, I totally get that and it is horrible sex advice and so I'm going to tell you the correct advice now. Um, Now that you've heard the crazy things that people clean their sex toys with, so if you're going to invest in good quality sex toys, you want to take care of them. There's adult toy cleaner. I feel like most adult toy cleaners are pretty generic across the fucking board. Um, Just look for the ingredients and if anything looks kind of funky then I would look it up but most adult toy cleaners are safe for almost any type of silicone or almost any type of toy. The thing with toy cleaners too, so like the one that uh, is in my affiliate link, that toy cleaner is a cleaner and conditioner. So not only does it clean the silicone, but it also conditions it. So the conditioning part is really important because if you're doing just hot, hard water, um, that's eventually going to dry your toy out and leave cracks in it. And when there's cracks in toys, that's when they start to break down. You, You start to lose the integrity of the toy. So the toy cleaners that clean and condition are really important. Really, honestly, you should be cleaning your toy before and after each use and storing it in a, in a container that is like a lint-free, um, lint-free bio shield type of bag um, that's going to prevent any type of growth or anything on the toy. Whenever you store it in those types of totes, they're going to be ready for use next time. Um, and that's also going to prevent infections and things like that. But you should be cleaning the toy before and after each use. And I say should be because let's be real. I know most people listening to this fucking podcast right now are like, Sierra, I got a drawer. <laughs> 
I got a drawer or I got a fucking tub and it's all in there. And I get it. I have tons of drawers of sex toys. I fucking get it. But make sure that you are cleaning them before you fucking use them. And just know that if you're not cleaning and storing them properly, they're going to break down. They're going to fucking shit out and you're going to need to replace them probably every few years. So if your toys start to break really quickly, don't be surprised if you're not caring for them correctly. That's to be expected. So using the toy cleaner universally, toys, handcuffs, you know, paddles, things like that. That is the best way to care for your toys. Use them with warm water. Use the toy cleaner. You usually can just spray it on, let it soak, and then run it over um, warm water. I use warm water as hot as I can stand on my hands because I feel like if it's any hotter than that, then it could dry out my silicone and be rougher on my toys. So I just use it as hot as the water can stand underneath my hands. And then as I'm rinsing them, I just make sure and get like if there's any grooves, like if it's anal beads or anal toys, I wash usually all my anal toys separately than any of my other toys just for risk of cross-contamination. I'm a nurse. You don't have to be that OCD, but I recommend just keeping those things separate just to avoid anything. Like why, if I know that this could possibly cause me harm or uncomfortable situations like infections and fucking antibiotics, why would I not want to take the step to take care of myself? That's how I see it. So I always separate my toys out. Sometimes if they need like a good deep clean, I do like a good deep clean of all my demo toys that are just literally handed around for people to see. I keep all of those toys I do like a deep clean where I put them all in a bucket and put cleaner and warm water in there and let them soak. I do that usually once every like five, six months and then clean them between uses. It's also kind of nice to do like a purge if you're like a big collector like me, then um, a purge every six months or so is needed to throw out the old lube bottles, the old enhancement bottles, you know, going through toys. Sometimes what I'll do is I will put up toys that I don't really use often and then I'll maybe put some new toys out that I haven't used in a while. I like to rotate through collections if you know what I'm saying, if you've got a large one. But bad sex I have heard, man. There has been so much bad sex advice I have heard over the years. I hope this episode gave you a little fucking laugh and maybe you learned something new, maybe a new little tip on how to take care of your toys or maybe um, gave you a little validation that you needed. I'm always here. If you need more, if you are thinking, damn, Sierra, I've been given a lot of bad sex advice. I need good sex advice. Then come see me. As a sex and relationship coach, whenever we do coaching sessions, they're catered directly towards you and you're not pressured into anything. You guys know I would never pressure anyone into anything, especially coaching. Like if this is not a good fit, it's definitely not going to fucking work. So I never pressure anyone into coaching. Just come have a conversation with me. And if it doesn't work, it literally does not hurt my feelings whatsoever. I'm just here to support you and be your cheerleader, your person. I'm here for it. I'm also here for all the good fucking juicy sex advice. So thank you so much for catching an episode. I'll see you on our next. For listening to the Unchained Sex Cast. For more, please follow us on Instagram under the Unchained Sex Cast or my coaching page, Inspired by Sierra. If you feel inclined, please feel free to share us with your friends. This is not a sponsored podcast, so it is by word of mouth. If you liked us, loved us, wanted to review us, please take a second and do so, and we would super appreciate it to help us organically grow. Thanks again for catching the Unchained Sex Cast. We'll see you on our next episode.